Thanks for tuning in to another episode of my Not So Balanced Life podcast. I'm Natalie. And I'm Allie. And it definitely shouldn't have taken us this long to record this intro, so grab a snack and let's chat. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of my Not So Balanced Life podcast. I'm sorry, you guys had to hear that. The voice. I didn't know this was like a six o'clock jazz show. It's actually almost seven o'clock. That's because Natalie had to restart her computer yet again. Yeah. Literally (laughs) at the time we're going to start recording, she's like, oh wait, I have to restart my computer. I'm yeah. like, this is, you should know by now. <laughs> you would think I would get it together, but like, we're here. We're living. And this segues beautifully into this topic. But before we talk about today's topic, we have the quibble corner. I don't have any quibbles for this week. Um, I don't think I have any either. Hold on, let me just double check. I don't think I got anything. Why do I feel like we had one? Like, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't, maybe not. Okay, so no quibbles this week. Um, but as usual, you guys, if you have them, send them. We love to hear from you. Also, um, we're posting on the gram. So for our Facebook peeps, uh, you might not be seeing these come through unless you're checking the stories. But... We're posting on the gram some polls about some topic options um, for you guys to submit to us because we, we? Uh, yeah, the post they made today. That's not a poll. Okay. Ugh. Because you made it sound like we're giving them options. Like, no. do you want to talk about horses or sheep? Tomato. Or do you want to talk about tomatoes or potatoes? Tomato, tomato. Okay. It is a comment available option for our listeners to participate in poll not a poll questionnaire whatever you want to call it whatever it's a question box floats your boat we want to hear from you guys so in addition to the quibbles please submit um right now i think uh we posted about just submitting your favorite topics of discussion because we want to make sure that whatever we're producing for you guys producing oh my god that was so formal uh talking about maybe is probably the better word because like we're still a low budget production here but whatever we're talking about we want to make sure is like jiving with you guys and like you're into it too so if anybody understood that you are a true slytherin because that was parcel tongue if anyone understand didn't understand that it just sounded like ali was deep breathing like dark <laughs> there into the microphone so that was equally oh, as great <laughs> she's really really into it right now so i'm trying guys i'm learning if that's not incentive enough to drop a dm i don't know what is <laughs> Oh my god, I messed up. Okay, but I did want to say one thing before we get started. I watched Silence of the Lambs yesterday for the first time. Don't roll your eyes, Natalie. I'm rolling them. Have you even seen it? No, because I don't. Okay. Do scary. okay. I don't. 
I don't do scary. Okay. Honestly, I, go to, I go to Halloween Horror Nights with Brandon every single year. That is our thing. And I, I, I can maybe count like on one hand, the number of times I've actually opened my eyes in the houses. That sounds like a complete waste of money to me. But <laughs> if you're not, you're not even looking at any of the productions. No, my, my strategy, oh my God, I'm really embarrassed to admit this. My strategy every single year is to go in like super squinty eyed. So like I can't, anyone that knows me understands that my vision is like truly terrible on its own. So honestly, I could probably like take my glasses off and it would be the same experience for me no matter what. But I opt for the path of most resistance and basically walk through the houses with my eyes super squinty. So like I can't see any, I can barely see anything in front of me. Like basically the only thing in front of me is Brandon's head, but I can't see anything in my peripheral. So I see where I'm going, but I don't see anything popping from the corners. And if anyone hasn't been to Halloween Horror Nights, you know that the corners are where they get you. So it's a good strategy. It's worked for me for several years. And then if I feel like I'm, if I sense that there's something like cool, I'll really, I'll open my eyes up just like a little bit more, but I did stranger things. If y'all haven't watched season. Oh my God. She literally thought stranger things was a scary show. I was like, I almost punched her through my computer and my phone because I was like, stranger things is literally the Goonies. It's like nostalgia, nostalgia. Yeah, the eighties nostalgia is just fan. Yeah, you weren't even alive in the eighties. It can't be nostalgic for you. Okay, first of all, I just want to say the the nostalgia is there, whether you're alive or you're not there. Second of all, it is a jumpy show, and I just it's not a matter it's not a matter of being scared. Okay, do I get scared? A little bit. It's more, it's the anxiety, like the creepy music. It's a, but honestly, if you guys, it's like Game of Thrones. If you guys are not on freaking Stranger Things, season three was the best season by far. Okay. It took me so long to get Natalie to watch this show. It did. I, there's, it was like, it's so scary. I'm not going to watch it. I'm like, it has children. Like, how scary can it be? And it's not. Like, it's, it's a good show. The production of it, what is it? The duff- last the- this last season it costs the same as like creating like a full blown movie. I mean, I would believe it was fantastic. The yeah. what is it? The, the Duffer Brothers or something like that. Yeah. I mean, like and the kids were making twenty thousand an episode in season one, and now they're making two hundred per episode. You know what? You know, I can fall off a bike for a hundred grand for the whole season. Push me off a bike. Kill me off like Barb. I mean, I, I, I'm a sucker and I follow almost every single one of them on Instagram. So I don't. I don't follow that many celebrities because I'm like, I just truly don't care. Like the only people I follow are like people from Riverdale and it's only Lily Reinhardt and Cami Mendez. I don't follow Madeline because she's annoying. Um, and I, I heard today, it might be fake news, that Lily Reinhardt and Cole Sprouse broke up. Oh, I really like them together. They were like super cute. Oh, I just feel like so sad for Bughead, you know? Yeah. I actually really like them together. That was a very cute couple together, but I'm not surprised. But yeah. But they were dating for like two years. Um, Still not surprised. It's young love. So, and it's young. She's only like 20, 22. Mm. No, I think they're a little younger than that. I could be wrong. 
what? Cole Sprouse was like, is our age. No, he is younger. All right. You make it sound like he's 18. I mean, I'm pretty sure he just graduated college. So he's like five years younger than. I can't wait to prove you wrong right now. Uh, well, anyways, moral of the story is... Born August 4th, 1992. He's oh. like, told you he was our age. Lily is younger. Whatever. Lily Reinhardt. Man, I love being right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was, like, so reflective of your Enneagram, by the way. I love love being right. But moral of the story is if you guys aren't on Stranger Things and I should add Queer Eye season four, you got to get on it because they are both. He's 22, like I said. Okay. Ah. Ah. And Allie can take a victory lap. All right. Anyways, but yes, get in those things. Um, And also slide into our DMs because we want to hear you from you for quibbles. And for um, commentary options. Wait, I just want to say I didn't get to finish my whole like Silence of the Lambs thing. So I didn't want to watch it because I was actually really scared. I, you know, I think I'd only seen like little bits and pieces of it. And the bits that I saw, I was also like 10. So I was like petrified. And then Brian, so I listened to a lot of true crime. I am a murderino. And if you are a murderino out there, you know what's up. And if you're not a murderino, I can't talk to you ever again. I'm just kidding. But you should listen to true crime because honestly, it does make you more aware of your surroundings. Um, Is that this? That's a stay sexy and don't get murdered, right? Yes. Their podcast, Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. Titties. They're the best. (laughs) Um, Jenna, that was for you. Titties. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, so he was saying, he's like, Ali, it's not a scary movie. Like, it's more of a true crime movie. Like, it's coming from the FBI's perspective. Think about it as a true crime movie and not like a thriller. Because it's not scary. Like, there's nothing scary about the movie. It's more of a psychological thriller. Which those kind of freak me out, too. Yes, but like, I was so intrigued that like I couldn't stop watching. It was a really good movie. And like obviously I have such good taste in movies. It won like a lot of Emmys and or Oscars. I don't know. What do movies win? Uh Oscars. All right. It won a lot of Oscars, Brian says. And what Brian says is usually valid. So I'm not even gonna look it up. I'm just gonna trust him on it. Yeah, Oscars. Oscar nomination. Because when Leonardo DiCaprio finally won, the internet broke. So Um, Oh, he did win one? I was just thinking about him the other day. I can't remember for what, but yeah, he won one and the internet lost its mind. Yeah. You know, that's something real to break the internet over, not Kim Kardashian's, but woof. Fake, but facts. But yeah, that's all we got, guys, for the Quibble Corner and um, for encouraging you to slide into our DMs uh, with some commentary. So get at us. Um, all right, Allie. So for this week, we are talking about boundaries. Oh my gosh. Everybody should have boundaries. And I'm only learning this like recent. It's a very recent discovery. Boundaries are the only way to get through life without drowning and feeling like you have nothing left to give. Um, 
Yeah, that's the boundary definition pretty much. It's basically setting expectations. Yeah, setting expectations for other people and setting expectations for yourself too. Like if I, you know, want to go and work out in the mornings and I need to wake up early, like I need to set a boundary and saying, hey, Brian, like I need to go to sleep at this time. So can you please be considerate about that? Or, you know, I can't hang out with people X, Y, and Z because I'm trying to do this later on, you know? I mean, boundaries can be set with money, with friends, with jobs, like with businesses, like it can be set at any part of your life. Um, So, Nat, we had a lovely talk about boundaries this morning and how you need them. I really do. I feel like this conversation is extremely applicable for people like myself that tend to be givers rather than takers. When you give a lot of yourself, it's kind of hard to know when to set solid boundaries because you never want to disappoint people. And, you know, you never want to be viewed as not living up to certain expectations that you kind of have set for yourself and that other people have set for you when you are consistently giving, giving, giving of yourself. So we had a good conversation about this because I'm really bad at this. (laughs) And I'm not really good at it either, but. Well, but I, you know, I particularly am like the worst because I feel like more often than not, I am overflowing into other people's lives, what I'm giving to them and not giving enough to myself. So, you know, it's something that I really struggle with because I don't ever want to disappoint people and especially like don't want to like let people down and that because that's that's hard for me like uh, that's hard for me like that's on a personal level that's on a professional level like I've legit told my former and current employers like I want to be the type of person that comes in clutch when I need to come in clutch. Like I just, I want to be the person that like, if you were to call me out from the crowd for whatever, like I could step up and rise to the occasion. Like that's just my mentality. Like I want to step up and be there. However, (laughs) consistently doing that and not setting expectations on where to draw the line catches up to you pretty quick. And more often than not, it catches up to me in burnout, catches up to me in stress, catches up to me in lack of sleep and, you know, letting things fall to the wayside that, you know, I should be routinely keeping up with. Um, So there's a lot of downstream problems that come from not asserting myself. And it also affects me because like I said, I'm a giver. I'm a giver. And when I rarely, because thankfully I've been in the position where, you know, I have been blessed with amazing friends, amazing coworkers, amazing family members. But on the rare occasions that I come across interactions with a taker, it's very hard for me. 
because I am not a confrontational person. I hate confrontation. I've said that a million times. Like if anyone's on the Enneagram thing, you know, we've, we'll talk about this at a future point in time, but I identified with an Enneagram two, which is the helper. But my second highest was an Enneagram nine, which is the peacemaker. So that for me is like as true as true can be because they're the type of people that stay away from confrontation and basically whatever, uh, whatever means necessary. So can I say something to that? So the Enneagram, if you've ever like done any research on it, I was listening to a podcast and the way they described it and the way Brian described it is that your Enneagram shows you your blind spots, Mm. right? Shows you your areas of weakness. Yep. So because you're so scared of confrontation or because you avoid confrontation, you're always going to get the short end of the stick and they're always going to be like, oh, well, Natalie never says anything. So like she must be fine with it. Or we'll put it to Natalie because Natalie never has a problem with it. And like, yeah, you're like dependable, but there comes a time when you're just like, hey, like that's enough. That's enough. You know, like I'm not going to stay until 630 every day doing a report that you didn't want to do or that you didn't have time to do. That's not on me anymore, you know? Um, So being the helper and being the peacemaker, there's obviously a lot of benefit to that. But at the same time, avoiding confrontation means you're not standing up for yourself and potentially like what you want out of something or what you need out of something. And then that can make you resentful towards that thing. And that's absolutely an accurate representation on what happened because that is more or less like what ended up happening at my last job. I had such like a dysfunctional kind of dynamic uh, that evolved in, in the environment that I worked in. And I, like I said, I, I'm not the kind of person that wants to, to not come in clutch when I, when I need to, or when it's expected that someone step up to the occasion. So I literally was running myself to the ground and to your point, (laughs) I, to very good point, I was running to myself to the ground for situations that I shouldn't have been putting myself in because they weren't my problem to begin with. Like I was getting thrown projects like, Oh, we need this done by the end of today that could have sent that could take someone easily a week and I would have two hours to do it, three hours to do it when they've been sitting on it for two weeks and I had to turn it around in two to three hours. Or, you know, I had a situation with, <laughs> I had a situation with a leader that literally said to my face, like, you don't have the analytical capability for this job. And, you know, in my world, that's basically translated into saying you're fucking retarded and you don't have the skill set to do the work that we're doing when I had been doing it for four years. So I politely defended myself as best as I could to that situation. I could have said a lot worse things than what I did, but I didn't because I'm not that kind of person. But if any of this is like responding to you, like Boundaries are really critical for people like me, you know, and I'm not good at them. I'm not because we try to give a lot, a lot. But at the end of the day, like I am one person. (laughs) 
Like I'm one person and I can't be expected to fix everything. And that's something that I have really tried to come to terms with over the years because I have grown up with that mentality. That's what I am excited about is helping people. And, you know, that has gotten me in situations, especially with work, where I feel exhausted to the point like where I can't get out of bed for like several hours because I'm so physically tired. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of positives to being like a good, helpful and nurturing person and, you know, being someone that tries to maintain the peace and, you know, not be in a confrontational kind of mindset. But unfortunately, there's givers and there's takers. And every single time that I've ever come across a taker in my personal life, in my professional life, I'm the one that gets shafted at the end of the day because I take on what I probably shouldn't be taking on and I take on other people's burdens that I probably shouldn't be taking on and, you know, trying to fix. So I'm learning. (laughs) I'm not good at it. It's it's really important to, um, to like that some of the benefits of like setting boundaries are obvious, like you give yourself time to focus on yourself. Now, if you're running a business, if you, you know, are doing something that's not part of your day to day, like running a business, or I can't even think of anything else. I don't know, starting a new job or trying to learn something new within your job. Like, you know how you time manage, you set, okay, so from this time to this time, like I'm going to strictly work on this. From this time to this time, I need to work on that. From this, from 12.30 to 1.30, I'm having lunch, which means I'm stepping away from my desk. I'm putting on a show on my phone. I'm not doing work. I am extremely bad at that. I will work through my lunches because I... I can and like I will. I mean, um, but you have to take that time for yourself because you're never like nobody else can fill your cup. We've said this a million freaking times. Nobody else can fill your cup but you. So you need to figure out how you're going to maximize the amount that you're putting into your cup every single day. If that's sleeping more, if that's drinking your freaking water, if that's eating healthy, if that's waking up a little earlier and going on a run or getting your workout in in the morning, like all of that stuff is so important because it makes your day flow better and it makes communication flow better with people. Like these past few weeks, you guys know from the last episode, like I've had a really hard time with everything. And I really think it had something to do with the fact that I wasn't working out. I didn't have any motivation to do anything. I didn't, like I'd get home and I'd change and I would just do stuff around the house, but I never like worked out and I wasn't eating the best either. So my body is extremely sensitive to fluctuations in diet, um, fluctuations in a workout schedule. And I realized I didn't have the motivation to work out after I got home because the way I'm working out now is a bit different than what I was doing before. 
So I was like, okay, like, what do I have to do? Like, I can't, I can't keep doing this because it's affecting now my relationship with Brian because I'm upset and I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I, I don't want anything. Communication with him was like getting messed up. And, you know, on Friday I had a, like a, a mini meltdown um, because I was just like, I feel like we're on two different pages right now. Like I feel like we can't connect and it's because I wasn't communicating well. It's because I wasn't setting a boundary or setting an expectation like, Hey, like I need this from our relationship. And I, and you know, and because I was so on edge all the time, like he felt he couldn't talk to me about anything or about, Hey, like, let's try and do X, Y, Z because I was always like freaking out at the drop of a hat. And I really like today, this morning. So it's Tuesday, not Tuesday. Today's Monday. (laughs) Today's Monday, the 22nd. I worked out in the morning and my morning routine changed. So I got my hours to be switched at work. Now, if you can't do that, you're going to have to get up earlier if this is something that you need to get out of the way. I don't really like working out. Like, I like the way I feel after. I like the results that I get like over time. But if someone was to say to me at three o'clock on a Sunday, hey, let's work out. I'd be like, uh, no, because that's not, that's not who I am. Like I, I don't necessarily look forward to it. And if you do like, that's freaking awesome. Go you like, that's great. But I knew in order to be able to have a better relationship with Brian, like, cause the past few weeks have been rough. Um, in order to, to just be happier, I needed to like get the workout done and out of the way in the morning because in the afternoon, I wasn't having any time. I didn't have any motivation. So what I did is I moved my hours at work. I still get up at 5.15, but I'm able to get my workout in, have a slow morning, take a shower, read my devotional and get ready for work and then be there early. And today has been a really good day. Like today's one of the first days that I've actually felt good, like mentally. And I wasn't snappy. I wasn't rude to anybody, which surprise is like really easy for me to do. Um, And it just felt like a good day. And Brian asked me like, what happened? Like what made it such a good day? And I was like, I mean, it didn't, nothing went bad. Like I was in a good mood. Mm -hmm. And because I set the boundary of like, hey, like I need to do this for myself in the morning it's set up for like a great day. Now, obviously not every day is going to be perfect. You know, some days I'm just going to be like, I don't want to do this, but in discipline comes freedom and in boundaries comes freedom and the ability to not be so confined and not be so, um, I guess what's what I'm looking for engulfed by outside stressors that you might be able to control or that you might not be able to control. So in setting those boundaries, you're really giving yourself freedom to be more self-aware, to be less upset, to actually relax for once. And sometimes when you step away from things, you're able to see things a lot clearer. I don't know if you have anything to say to that. No, No. I I agree. Like, that's my problem. I, like I said, I, I take on a lot. 
I do a lot. I buy it off a lot more than I could probably chew. But I I do it for a very good purpose because like at the end of the day, I live and breathe for my family. I live and breathe for Brandon and our dogs. You know, it's like that's what's most important to me. Right. Um, but like that's great. I'm not saying that's wrong. But what I'm saying is we were talking about you being exhausted, like physically and oh, mentally yeah. exhausted. That's what I was going to say. Like so, I, I run myself to the ground and then I have nothing to give back to him a lot of the time. And, you know, thankfully he understands, but it's not fair to Brandon. <laughs> like it's I not. Mean, put, put Brandon aside. Like put Brandon aside, put Maisie, put Brutus aside. If it was just you and you were working yourself to the bone the way you are now, you don't have anything else to give to yourself. Yeah. Like stress affects your body, not just your body, but like the bodies of human beings in general a lot. Mm -hmm. Mentally, emotionally, physically, like all of those are connected by stress. And when you don't give yourself that time to feed into yourself, whatever, and that could be whatever, that could literally just be watching a TV and letting your mind just kind of go. Yeah. And like other people can't give that to you. Other people truly cannot give self-awareness and and that kind of freedom to you. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, like, I, you know, like I've said before, my mom and I are very similar in the sense that we're like martyrs for the cause where, you know, we're always putting ourselves on the back burner and in the effort of taking care of other people. And that's, I guess that's maybe like a learned kind of habit on my part because I saw her do that my entire life growing up, you know, she would hustle. She would hustle the shit out of literally everything, and she did it all for me, my family, you know, cousins, like anyone, anyone you can possibly think of under the sun or patients, like everybody. She would do it all for them, and you know, I, <laughs> it's it's a really good quality to learn. It is because you care. You just it's it, that's part that's the part that I struggle with. I just care care a lot. And I know that's, I know that's not a bad thing, but in the event of caring so much for other people, I don't often care for myself, which I have been trying to be a lot better at because this past year I wasn't like, I really wasn't like, you know, it was a very hard year and there were just so many things that happened last year Um, and leading into this year that, you know, I had to work out and come to terms with. And, you know, it's so funny, like, (laughs) so funny how when you don't want to hear, like, the advice that you want to hear, but, like, it's good that you heard it anyways. Hmm. Like, I can't tell you how many conversations, like, we have had in the past, and I'm just like, I know you're so right. Like, I know you're so right. I just don't want to hear it. And I've said a million times before that if there's one thing that I really am not a fan of, it's going shopping. I hate it. It's always such a process for me. and 
you know, at the beginning of the year, actually end of last, actually all of last year and beginning of this year, I just mentally was like not in a good place with how I felt about myself. Like I, I just really wasn't. And shopping gave me a lot of anxiety because of that. And, you know, you finally had to shake some sense into me because you're like, Natalie, like you're shopping at like Ross, like you're shopping at like Target. Like these are not places like as great as they are to find like a quick item. Like these are not places that are going to have like what you need for your needs for, for your body. Like they're just like the bottom of the bottom of what's left in department stores. And like, don't get me wrong. I love a deal. And I love Ross, but there is a lot of truth in that. And you're like, just go to a place to actually shop in a store that will have what you need for your size. Right. Or just and, multiple sizes in general. You know, it's like Ross, you find one shirt and they're like, all right, well, it's just small and it's the only one we have. And you're like, cool. Thanks. But it wasn't even like, it wasn't even the shopping. It was just, it was, a, it's crazy because you said to me like, you're going to go and you're going to find clothes at this place and you're going to feel a lot better about yourself when you start looking better and dressing nice. And like, again, that's not something that I wanted to hear, but I needed to hear it. And I'll be damned if I went into the store and found clothes that I thought looked nice on me and I wore them and I felt good in them that I didn't feel like a million times better. So, you know, that is a perfect example of that because I hate shopping. I just hate it. I don't like doing it. I will wear my clothes to the ground. Like I, I really will. I've literally worn shoes till I burn I holes in say, them. Like, don't like, ask her. Like I I I will you. the last thing I want to do is like do treat myself to that. <laughs> like I really don't want to do it because it's such a process. And honestly, like I just I don't know. I just don't, I, I don't feel like I, I deserve, you know, not deserve, but like, it's not of interest to me to like look at clothes in that perspective. Like, I, I don't know. It's weird. Like, but there was a lot of truth in that experience. I, did I feel a million times better? Yes, I did. And just giving to myself the opportunity to wear some nice things for the first time in a long time, made me feel a lot better about where I was at. So, you know, I, I know there's like quite a few moms that listen to this. There's quite a few, you know, or expecting moms or, you know, recently married couples, single women, like, ladies, take care of yourselves. Just do it. You know, we have this expectation placed on us to be like the nurturers and to be the caregivers and, you know, to be the people that are there for our loved ones, because that's the womanly instinct, you know? And a lot of the times we end up cutting into our time and our needs when we put others first. So, this conversation, like I said, this conversation, I suck at it. I really do. Like, I'm such a hypocrite if I said that I'm good at it because I'm not. 
I'm truly the worst person at setting expectations and boundaries with people. And I will get a bulldoze over, over and over and over again before I do it. So, you know, if any of this is like responding with you, like it's okay to say no sometimes. It's okay to cancel plans sometimes. Although I have like a quick comment on that. It's okay to cancel plans within reason. I mean, like, I understand things come up, but, like, if it's a huge pet peeve of mine, like, I, I, I don't need to have my day planned out every single hour. Like, that's not, that's not what, I, what I need. I just like to have a general idea of where my day is going because especially if I'm making plans with you, like, I'm committing my time to being with you, you know? So. All right, guys, who canceled plans with Natalie? No, this is like such a pet peeve of mine. Like it really, it really is because like, it's just like, if I'm committing my time to you, like I want to spend time with you. Like if something comes up, like I get that. But if it's like for the fact of like, oh, you just don't want to do it anymore. Like that's happened to me a couple of times with some friends and that's shitty. Like I blocked out my whole day to be with you because I have a genuine interest and you're going to cancel on me like 30 minutes, an hour before we're supposed to meet up. Like that's just rude. Like that's truly rude. Like you're a crappy friend for doing that in my opinion. That happened to me when I was in elementary school because we were supposed to go to Chuck E. Cheese and this girl, because I've never been to Chuck E. Cheese and this girl and her mom told me like they were running late and then like, oh yeah, we'll be there. And then I was like all ready to go in my little outfit and my new denim jacket. And then they called saying like, oh, we're not coming. That's so rude. And it's even My worse. mama was pissed. That's even worse than a mom did that. Like, you set the tone for, like, how your kids treat other people. Like, if your kid sees you, like, bailing on people at the last minute, like, they're going to recognize that. They're going to – that's going to stick with them. Right. So, you know, it's okay to say no to things, especially if you're feeling, like, really stretched thin. Like, you have to deload. Like, you are one person. Like I said, that's okay. And if it comes to plans, like, please just be, like, respectful to the people that you're making plans with because it goes both ways. You're investing their time. They're investing their time. Like, don't be an asshole and cancel at the last second. It's just rude. Um, okay. But – Go ahead. But don't be afraid to say no. So – Natalie, don't be afraid to say no. I know. I, I just need to have like, I feel like I'm having a conversation in the mirror with myself right now because I really need to take like a good hearty dose of my own. Maybe when this comes out, you can re-listen to it. <laughs> I mean, I do every single Tuesday at 6 a.m. So I don't. I don't. I'm not going to lie, guys. I do not listen to the podcast again. I'm like, I'm already like, I listen to it once when it's edited just to make sure like sound quality and like everything else is good when Natalie sends it, but I do not tune in Tuesday. Nope. I am. But you should. I'm one of the one downloads. (laughs) I mean, I still download it. I just don't listen to it. (laughs) Contributing to the cause. Um, Okay. So there's this article on um, – it's off of HuffPost.com, and it's basically 10 great things that happen when you set boundaries. It's not selfish to prioritize yourself. One, you're more self-aware. I mean, 
to set a boundary is to recognize the need for a healthy separation between your thoughts and feelings and the thoughts and feelings of others. Hmm. You become a better friend and partner. Boundaries make it possible to allow yourself to recharge. You take better care of yourself. In that time, you will be able to potentially like do something for yourself. You're less stressed. You're a better communicator. You start trusting people more because that means that you're, that you're, you trust them to handle your emotions and kind of where you're at and to understand why you need that boundary. You're less angry. Hi. (laughs) You learn how to say no. (laughs) You end up doing things you actually want to do like running in the morning or working out in the morning or making tumblers or laying with your cats or watching Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, no no to that last one still. I don't care <laughs> if it was a, a thriller or not a scary movie. It's not happening. So, And then the last one, you become a more understanding person. Yeah, all of those, I think like probably 75% of them I'm sucking at right now because just I'm stretched thin. I mean, it's, it's like with anything, I mean, we talk about things on here that we're not necessarily good at because maybe you guys aren't good at it either. And we're able to come together and say like, Hey, I really suck at setting time for myself to work out or to meal prep or to spend time with friends or just to be alone meditating or reading or personal development. Like all of those things you set time for, you set the tone Mm -hmm. for how you want those things to happen in your life. But you can't be mad at anybody but yourself when you're not where you want to be, whether that's in your business, in your life, in your relationship as as a parent or whatever the case is. You can't be mad at yourself if you're not putting in the work to be a better sister, be a better mom, be a better wife, be a better daughter, be a better friend, a business owner, an employee. Like you have to know what you want out of what you're doing. And then you'll be able to say, okay, I want to get to X. How do I get to X? Yeah. There's going to be fails. There's going to be epic fails. There's going to be awesome days. There's going to be fantastic days. All of that comes because you're trying something. You have to fail forward, right? You can't just Oh my God, what was the quote that Rachel Hollis put up? It was like, it's harder to stay the same than it is to change or something like that. Hold on. Oh, that was a good one. Hold on, guys. That was a good summary of it. No, I have to read it. Yeah. Oh, gosh. This whole conversation, man, is just make my eyeball twitch because it's honestly like the truest, like, I am a martyr to the cause. Like, I really am. I grind and grind and grind and grind and grind and grind till I can't grind no more. And I know a lot of other people out there that are listening are in the same exact boat. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's really hard, um, like setting time for yourself and like actually doing it, you know? Well, I have to say one thing that I've been very happy about is the fact that I have gotten back into a more consistent gym routine because that is something that I was very, very, very much missing 
and felt pretty removed from for several months because of, you know, situations out of my control. So that's something that I have been very happy that has been reincorporated into my routine, you know, and thankfully like my new gym that I'm going to, it's very accessible for me to get to. So, you know, it's like really, I don't have an excuse to not go. Um, and I've been really proud of Brandon too, because as much as like this, you know, conversation, like for us for, and for a lot of women affects a lot of women it affects men too. You know, it's not, it's not anything that, uh, setting boundaries is like a a woman issue. No, like it, it affects everybody. And for, for Brandon, Brandon's the same way that I am in the sense that he gives a lot of himself too. And, you know, which is like, it's crazy because like, I never thought that I would be in a position to meet someone that would give more than me. And that's one of the reasons that I fell in love with him is because he's so nurturing and so caring and is willing to hold down the fort for me when I'm like drowning sometimes. And, you know, he thankfully has been very kind to himself and giving himself the time to work out, to have his guy time, you know, whether that be working out, going to the gym, whatever it is, he has been dedicating some time to himself too. So, you know, couples, like, that's your ride and die. Like, that is your ride and die, you know, and that's your person. Like if you feel like you're in a position. Wow. You were going, you almost had it. And then your dogs had to go and cut you off. Oh my God. I, you guys, this is the challenge of having a puppy. I will to segue. That wasn't even your dog. I feel like that was Maisie. No, that was Brutus. First of all, because I don't even know why you have them in the room. This happens every time guys. I'm like, leave the dogs outside so you don't have to worry about them. And what does she do? She leaves the door open. No, here's the problem. We leave them in here or we leave them outside to do whatever it is that they do. The house becomes a war zone all i hear is them murdering each other and wrestling like it is such a problem at least here the chaos is a little bit more contained but what i was saying is if you were a couple and you kind of are in the same boat where it's like you guys are just doing a lot like encourage one another to just take some time like i personally love it when brandon goes and has his guy time like he needs that like you guys the guys need guy time and the women need girl time like when you can have stuff like that that helps recharge you to be able to contribute back to your relationship um and helps recenter your energy and you know just there's a lot of positives to encouraging you guys to just have the time away from one another and have your personal time dedicated to yourselves. Like Brandon, like his favorite thing in the whole world is like working on his Jeep. He loves working on his Jeep. And I mean, I'm not like an auto mechanic person. Like I'm I'm not. So a lot of the times, like when he's explaining things to me, I'm in awe because one, it's, he does all of the work to his Jeep on his own. 
And two, I mean, I'm in awe because I don't know how anyone could be able to wrap their head around what he's doing, but he does. And he's just like, that's his time away to be able to just decompress. And it's like the best because and when I get that time away too, it's like, it's awesome because we both are like new people, you know, mm-hmm. and that only helps our relationship out because when we're refreshed, refreshed and rejuvenated, then we're able to contribute back to one another and with clear eyes too. So encourage each other to have your time also as a couple because it's only going to benefit you. Yeah. Um, I couldn't find the quote, but basically it just said it's hard to change, but it's harder to stay the same. Amen, sister. All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of my not so balanced life podcast. We hope that this podcast, I know it was, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Short, sweet, to the point? Nope, that wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's definitely like more of a touchier subject. Yeah. Like setting boundaries and, and things like that. But honestly, guys, if you don't give yourself the time that you need to reset, recharge, and refocus, you're never going to get anywhere. And that's with friendship, with business, with relationships, with your job. Um. This past weekend was that for me, uh, and I'm feeling a lot better. And thank you to those that actually reached out to me after the last episode. It really means a lot that you guys cared enough to write me. Um, And um, yeah, I'm just feeling a lot better, and I'm in a better headspace, and I just feel happier. So You look happier, too. So that thanks. that makes me happy (laughs) um but yeah guys thank you guys for tuning in here is the usual closing spiel right meow all right guys you can find us every single tuesday on apple podcast spotify google play stitcher and now iHeartRadio. tell your mama your mama's mama your mama's mama's mama unless you can't um and your daddy and your dad and your dad, and your dad's dad, and, and your, your dad's dad's dad. dad. And you know what? Tell your friends. If you guys think that there is someone that you know that would enjoy the podcast, tag them in whatever picture we have on Instagram and route, 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 route them, send them, steer them towards Facebook. Wow, guys. Oh, that was cringeworthy. It's been a long day, and English is my second language, so <laughs> fuck with it. Okay. Anyway, you can also find us on our website, which is my not so balanced life podcast at podbean.com, Instagram and Facebook at my not so balanced life. And you can obviously DM us with suggestions for new episodes or new topics that you would like us to talk about. We are going to be talking about grief, Enneagrams and mindset and motivation coming up in the near future. And we will have Orlando Dog Mom on the podcast. We are still trying to schedule an interview. Um, if you remember, the last episode was an epic fail on our part. So um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Oh, and if you are feel just so inclined to rate and subscribe us on Apple Podcasts, only five stars, anything less than that, please send us a message 
because we will try to fix the situation if we can. If you don't like us, we can't help you. Anything else, Nat? That's all she wrote, kids. Tune in every single Tuesday, and we hope to talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.